You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Word Bros Podcast. My name is Bob France, and I am joined by my podcasting and writing partner, Kevin. Kevin Cuff, everybody. Hey, hey, that's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I got a golf clap and everything. That is yes. fantastic. Before we continue on the show, uh, I want to say thank you to a good friend of mine and uh, a podcaster I know named Jenny Zell, who basically got this podcast online because I did it. I was attempting to do it myself, and I realized I'm a bumbling idiot, and this thing was never going to happen. But uh, my friend Jenny, who does Door Trek with us and who does her own podcast called Mouthy Broadcast, hopped in, and she got us online and on iTunes and all that stuff. So thank you. Thank, thank you, Jenny. Jenny. Yes. Thank you, Jenny. Like, what were you doing wrong? Everything. I, I was everything. You know, just, all the things? Yes, everything possible I did wrong. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I was trying to write code, and <laughs> I was just way over my head. And it, so dumb. And I'm trying to imagine you trying to write code with the ASCOT and everything, like, and you're like, this is so dumb. I can't <laughs> I, the thing is, Kevin, I know enough about, like, XMLs and podcasting. I mean, I've been podcasting for, what, six years now. Yeah, wow. Uh, I know enough about XMLs and stuff to be dangerous, but I've never actually created one on my own. And, God, it was the most nerve-wracking thing in the end. I just couldn't do it. I just I waved the white flag, and uh, my friend Jenny hopped in, and she was like, hey, man, don't worry about it. I got you. And she got us up and running, so thank God for her. That's great. Um, yeah, so she's going to walk me through uploading some of the episodes. Today's episode is really exciting. We've got the uh, writer, musician, Tidewater Comic Con organizer, Mike Federale, on the show. He's a dear friend of ours. We're going to have him on, so that'll be cool. Um, and yes, yeah. we'll find out some, some neat little tidbits behind the show and about Mike himself. Yeah. So it'll be fun, man. And, uh, I just, I'm looking forward to the show being over so I can go to bed because <laughs> I, I am exhausted. Just, I am pooped. <laughs> that, that makes, that, that makes two of us, man. I, I had a long work day today. Yeah. Well, you're tired from work and I'm tired from staying up and watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> what were you watching? That was so awesome. Dude. I've been watching. Do you have a Hulu account? I do. I've been watching Dimension 404. And if you say that's what you've been watching, I'm going to die. I haven't been watching that. I've been watching OJ Simpson Made in America. Oh, is it good? Dude. It it must be great. I've seen his face. It's amazing. Kevin, it is the most compelling thing I've ever seen before in my entire life. (laughs) And I was, and the thing is, I was leery about this thing because, you know. I'm leery about it. (laughs) I'm, I'm 39 years old. When the OJ thing happened, I was, uh, what, 18. I was 18 years old when the OJ Simpson thing was going on. And I thought like, oh man, I don't, I, I lived through this. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to watch it. I'm just, I'm still kind of burnt out on the OJ Simpson trial and all that jazz. Right, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I get yeah. That. But dude, this thing is just, I mean, it is, it's, this is going to sound crazy. Okay. But this could be the like finest finely tuned piece of television I've ever seen before in my entire life. Are, are you serious? It's, wow. it's compelling. It's enthralling. Like they it's do. It's amazing. Like <laughs> I can't explain because they I'm have to watch it now. Like, they run the history. You have to, I mean, it's 475 minutes of television. It's insane. Like it's broken up into three parts. Like the first two parts are like three hours a piece. The last part is like an hour and a half. It's, you watched all that and like I'm almost done with it. No, no, no. I've watched it over two nights. Like the first night, my my wife and I were flipping around Netflix, and I wanted to watch the new Louis C.K. thing, and she was like, "I don't want to watch Louis C.K." And I was like, "Come on, he's funny." Yeah, but he also allegedly does things that aren't nice. Yes, I I I, I did remember seeing that report yeah. where he supposed, and then yeah. like he didn't really have a comment, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So so. It, it, 
Yeah, that's true. That That's a good reason not to watch it. Kind of took my wife out of it, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, let's not watch that. I said, but uh, I heard that this OJ thing is awesome, so let's let's not watch a show about a man who masturbates in front of women. Let's watch a show about a man who brutally murders his his ex-wife and uh, a, a waiter at a restaurant. <laughs> I had heard good things about it. A friend of mine told me it was awesome, and I just started watching it, and that was it, dude. Like it's It's basically his entire life. Uh, from the time he was at, like, before he was at USC when he was in high school, but they also kind of dovetail it with, like, the racial history of Los Angeles and the Los Angeles Police Department and all this stuff. Kevin, it's just, it's amazing. Like, it's just... I'm going to have to check it out then, because I've been watching, uh, now you said you have Hulu. Now, I don't technically have a Hulu account, so if someone from Hulu is listening, because I know Hulu follows me on Twitter, so... Don't, like, don't say anything. I just, okay. Well, it's... It, it's it, I'm, not, I'm not stealing Hulu, because I don't believe it. <laughs> a dude I work with was like, dude, you can just have access to my Hulu account, so I'm going to mention him, because I know he listens to the pod, Dakota, Do- Dakota Dolan. He's like, here, man, just go ahead and use my Hulu, because I know... I said I wanted to see Kirkman's Outcast. Mm-hmm. So that's what I said. He goes, I believe it's on Hulu. And I checked on Hulu and it's not there. And I was like, well, it's not here. So now my son, like, he loves this dude's Hulu account. Like, he's on it. <laughs> like, I'm surprised Dakota hasn't called me bitching yet, being like, dude, what's wrong with your kid? He's always watching, like, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. He's, like, he's like watching, like, ten episodes in a row of the show. And he's, like, really into it. And I was like, we watched this when you were, like, three. You forgot? He's like, no, but this is hilarious. That's awesome. Like, uh, and then he also watches on their um, Gravity Falls, which you I've, really- heard, I've heard good things about Gravity Falls. I liked Gravity Falls. I could watch that with him. But the uh, Foster's Home is great. But then there's like jokes in there. Like there's a joke where they have this imaginary friend named uh, Cheese, and the main character's name is Mac, and he thinks that he accidentally created him when he's asleep because you create your imaginary friends and they go. The and he goes, and together they're Mac and Cheese. Whoa, forever at that joke that joke had him on the floor he thought that was the funniest joke he'd ever heard and then the fact that the there's there there are rats he's like only the only person that likes cheese is rats and then rats started coming around the imaginary friend cheese and he's like hello doggies and my son thought that was a leather hilarious joke so it's awesome there you go uh but on on hulu i've been watching um Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale, and i've, I've heard watching. i've heard that's good but kind of weird it's it starts slow so the first episode is like almost two hours long. So if wow. you can make it past the first hour of like how she became what she is and what what's going on in the world, um, then when you get to the second and third episodes, it's enthralling. So the 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 back matter that you have to kind of get through to get to the great part of the story is is kind of hard to do. But once you do, it's awesome. Okay. Um, it's not that it's boring. It's just that there's a lot because they're trying to feed you a lot. Of, it's like an info dump. They throw it all at once so you get what's going on. All right. And I know why they did it, and it was great, but it was just kind of slow. Okay. Um, so that that was good. And then also I've been watching Dimension 404, which they had a Patton Oswalt episode. Oh, that's cool. All right. I yeah, like that. So you have to check out Dimension 404. But I'm telling you, watch OJ Made in America. It was I'm gonna watch it, Kevin. It's I'm I'm contemplating. Depending on how long this takes, I'm contemplating going upstairs and and finishing it because it's just it's just so good. Like I stayed up uh, Wednesday night until like two thirty in the morning just watching OJ Made in America. It was amazing. And last night I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch a little bit of it. I because I was I started watching it with my wife. She went to bed. I kept going, uh, and then we watched. Uh, last night we watched the part that she missed and then i just kept going it's 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 you're addicted yeah yeah i've been there with shows before so i get it like this dimension 404 thing is cool so it's like the outer limits or twilight zone so i I know you'll dig it because like like the first episode is about uh it's called matchmaker and it's basically like you're if you signed up for online dating which is which is your existence like that's what you do like that's your life yes i'm a single guy for those of you who don't know i'm single thanks yeah. well i mean i mean <laughs> I, they, might, I they might not know but i mean i know that you love your online dating app. i don't love it it's just a necessity being i'm a single dad so it's a necessity to have online dating because it's not like i can go out to a bar that's and true. hang out for hours i i mean i'm not dissing you man i'm not just saying that you were it's the reality of, it's the nature of yeah. the beast, like you said but yeah. i just laugh because it's funny people i don't usually tell people I'm on match because then they're like, oh, you're on match. You know, well, Kevin is on match. so I am. You can find me on match, ladies. And if you're interested, I mean, you know, maybe he'll go out with you and you can talk about it. But yeah, for like enough, if you if you contribute to the Word Bros Patreon. Yeah, we don't think we have one of those yet. Let's get yeah. some episodes under our belt before we go begging for money. I'm not, 
I mean, we at least have to. I would actually have to pay them to date me. That's uh, you're a you're a catch. You're a talent. You've um, got a new you've got a new comic coming out that I have in my foyer upstairs. uh, Full Moon Fredo will be. They come already from. Yeah, I got them. I got a giant box. I haven't opened them yet. I don't know why they're just sitting there. Um, but we've got. I've been excited. I would have opened it. What happened, man? I saw the proof. I'm good. Like I know what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but I got them sitting upstairs in my foyer. Your 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 new book, the Word Bros new book with uh, Angela Spreacher on art. It's really great. Uh, it'll be on sale at uh, Tidewater Comic Con coming up in a few weeks. So so yeah, full moon. And speaking of Tidewater Comic Con. Yeah, and speaking of Tidewater Comic Con, we got Mike Federale coming on. So that'll be really great. So uh, let's, uh, I guess, let's just get to that. I mean, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, let's let's get to Mike, and uh, we'll do that now on this computer machine. All right, all right. Today's uh, special guest on the Word Bro podcast is a uh, musician, a comic book creator. <laughs> I mean, you are a musician. That's how I met you, baby. He's a musician. He's a comic creator, and he's also the mastermind behind. What is it? Three shows now? Four coming up on four. He, uh, his biggest show being the Tidewater Comic Con. Four ladies, shows, yeah. It's four shows, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my dear friend and a, a overall good dude, Mike Federale. Hello, Mike Federale. Hey. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good. We're about a week away from the big show. So, now this this is the big show. Tidewater Comic Con is the big show. Yeah, it's the okay. big show. Okay, and yeah. you and you have uh, offshoots of that, which is the Hampton Comic Con in October, correct? Yep, the Hampton Comic Con in October, uh, the BAM Anime and Toy Show every February, and we're starting next year. We'll have the uh, Superstar Game Fest. So, wow, that's a lot of shows, man. It's too many shows. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, manning, you're managing to do it with style and grace. The Tidewater Comic Con. I like has, that you think that that's what I mean, <laughs> dude, I mean, look, <laughs> essentially, this is the way Wait, I'm I've looking. got a question. I've got a question. How much of your life is eaten up by four shows? Uh, all of it. Okay. Just want to make sure. Just, that's what I was thinking. All of it. The answer is all of it. See, but going back to my point of style and grace, like I'm just I'm just walking into the butcher shop, baby. I don't know how the sausage gets made. You know what I'm saying? I just see the sausage on the show. Go in the back. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to go in the back. I'm happy just showing up and selling stuff and thanking you for your hard work, and then afterwards eating pancakes. And that's you saw Fargo season two. I have not seen Fargo. I've heard good things. All right. So the only thing I can say that I guess relates to that is like. You would you would go in the back and you'd be like oh there's like there's a pig and there's this and this and this and you'd be like oh there's some human thumbs over there I'm like what <laughs> that <laughs> now um real Part quick process what is it's a uh, tidewatercomiccon.com correct yep tidewatercomiccon.com and who do we got coming to this show this year this thing is big gets bigger Ooh. every year yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man let me just grab a flyer because it's this is the this is like the third thing I've had to do today. Oh. I, I know it's uh, the third thing I've had to do. <laughs> <laughs> the third Wait, one. Did it the third, like the third, like sitting down and reciting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This is the third. This is the third word oh. bros I've done today. <laughs> there's three more word bros. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Neil Adams is going to be there. Uh yeah yeah. Uh, top of the list: John Wesley Ship, Jason Mewes, Violet Bean, Neil Adams, Chris Claremont, Jay Lee. Dana Snyder, uh, Larry Stroman, Robert Venditti, um, just tons, tons and tons of people. Uh, yes, we've ever actually had. So Eric Donovan is going to be there. Yep, Mags is going to be there. Eisner nominated Mags Visaggio, dude. Yeah, Eisner nominated. Yeah, congrats to her. And you're doing your, uh, you what? You're doing many panels. There's a black, uh, black mask panel. You're, you guys are doing it too. Uh, Sheila from Geek, you know her. She's yes. gonna come, she's gonna be uh, heading that up. And did you tell everybody that what you're gonna be doing? Uh, I've told I, the only person I told was Ben McCormick from Dork Trek. Okay. And, and he was livid. Well, he was livid. Yeah, because he loves Neil Adams and the fact that I was like, hey, guess what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'm something right. to, hold on. We gave something to Ben. Ben, I gave hold on. Ben, I gave a Doctor Who panel too. Yeah, but I mean. 
in in the grand scheme of things, you're talking Doctor Who or Neil Adams. I mean, yeah, he loves well, Doctor Who. You yeah. ask him to pick and choose one. We'll pick <laughs> Doctor Who over Neil Adams. If you would have seen the look you would have given me, I think you would have went Neil Adams all day. Well, what are you doing? So so everybody knows. I am doing the Neil Adams, um, I guess, panel. I'm hosting. Yeah, I'm You're hosting. the host? I'm the host. Dude, I'm t- uh, Kevin, I mean, I'm... Look, you're so big time, man. Look, Mike said that he needed something that he could trust. Yeah, that's what it came down to, actually. Adam's uh, Q&A. And I mean, I'm a professional, baby. I've interviewed everybody. Kings I mean, and somebody with good people skills, good public skills, and uh, it won't just kind of go a little nuts with Neil Adams. So, so uh, Neil Adams. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, what's going to happen. Uh, no, I'm not at all. Have you read my book? <laughs> Neil Adams, have you seen Full Moon Fredo? It's amazing. I haven't. I haven't. It's really good. <laughs> What's likely to happen is I'll be like, I'm a professional. I've interviewed Katy Perry. <laughs> Neil Adams. Like, I have. That I would have. be fantastic. I have. <laughs> like, if somehow like a scuffle ensues, it's like I'm Neil Adams, and it's like I'm Bob Fresh. I interviewed Katy Perry and Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. And Paramore, and she didn't say anything to me. And Bill Bellamy. <laughs> Bill Bellamy, that's pretty good. Oh, oh, oh and uh, uh, Rerun. And Rerun, I've interviewed yeah. Rerun. I've interviewed Pauly Shore, um, which was the strangest interview in the entire world. Uh, I see the list is winding down. Yeah, so Pauly Shore, <laughs> Shore was a good one, man, but he's, he's a strange bird. Yeah. Um, he invited us all to Hooters during the interview. He's like, we should go to Hooters. And we were like, okay, cool. And our program director let us go. And then while we were there with him, he didn't speak. He just sat there like a mute. Like it was the strangest thing in the entire world. He's a weird guy, that Pauly Shore. But anyway, let's not talk about Pauly Shore. This is about the Tidewater <laughs> Comic Con and the empire that you've built in a, in a really kind of, I don't want to say. Uh, short. Yeah, you don't say short. But I mean, it's big. It's, it's been building. Yeah, yeah. But it just seems like this show was in a hotel one year, and then all of a sudden you're at the, you know, the Virginia Beach Convention Center in a, in a year. How did that happen so fast? Um, man. Uh, so that's what spring 2014. Yeah. So spring 2014. Basically, the basic answer is too many people showed up. <laughs> if no, for real. If not enough people had showed up, then you know we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't whatever. Um. And every single time, too many people. Now, this is what we talk about with the city and stuff, too, is every single time, too many people show up. So the next year kind of has to get bigger or we can't have it at all. So, Or we'd have to start capping numbers and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's, I mean, it's got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with how many fans there are. And people love comic books. You guys know that. And people love – even the people that don't love comic books, they love comic book culture, right. as is evidenced by, what, five shows on the CW – <laughs> two shows on ABC, Freeform's getting one, Netflix has four shows. I mean, it's you can't go anywhere without seeing it, being around it, at least having some passing familiarity with it. So it's like it is it's it's gonna break someday, it's gonna bust, whatever, but for right now it's like it's it is it's real, dude. It's like there's been boom times for that kind of stuff before too. It's like, you know, at one point what? Uh the Incredible Hulk being a TV show is like the biggest thing that had ever happened for Marvel. And it's like Okay, and then there'll be some next big thing that happens after this. But in the meantime, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun just to get a bunch of fans together. But to go back to your very simple question, yes, it's just that too many people keep showing up. That's that's a great problem to have. I remember last year, Kevin, you were at the show last year. I mean, it was it was insane. Was it the Hampton Comic Con with you too? Yeah, it was insane. Like just the amount of people, and it's just the for those of you that don't know, you may be listening to this wherever you are. Tidewater, uh, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Hampton Roads, whatever you want to call it, it's this giant, giant area filled with, I mean, millions upon millions of people. But there's nothing like this, and there's never been anything like this. So it's like you just kind of, you, yeah. The, the closest you'd have to go is to Richmond, which is like off of the the area, right. like out of the area. Yeah, so. I was just talking to somebody else about it today. It's like there's. For the area, for being as big as it is, for the closest show to be an hour and a half away was kind of a little ridiculous. And then, like, and then the bigger show in Raleigh, it's like you know three and three hours plus, you know. Mm-hmm. So, not having something here with this many people is just kind of ridiculous. 
and you just filled that void and here you are now you're now you're, again when i first met you you were a musician and yeah, i mean uh, i still am <laughs> but i mean when do you have time to do that because i mean you're also a comic book creator too but when do you have time to do that you know what i, I mean? did both like there's nothing i mean we talked about this for next year it's like there's just nothing that i want to put out right now it's like mm-hmm. i'm happy with all the music i have sitting around i'm happy with the comics i've got ready to go but like you know, it is when the show when the show starts when it really really picks up steam and has to get worked on. It does have to get worked on every single day. So, but yeah, but then uh, what? In a week from now, you and I'll have some pancakes, and then uh, and then I'll be off until October, so. which is good. Which that's is good. awesome. That's a great that's a great work schedule. I'd like to trade work schedules with you. <laughs> the the other thing I was going to say is so what made you see the need uh, in Hampton Roads to fill that void with the Comic Con besides the hour and a half show being away? Like were people coming up to you constantly going, "Man, I wish we had a show here." Or uh, I'm prompted that. Uh, no, I mean I, I think I, I I could probably lose track of how many times anybody would have the conversation, like you know Scott. Comic Kings, Joey at Comic Kings, just people saying like, oh, there should be a con. And everybody says there should be one, there should be one, there should be one. And then I did it, and then it was, <laughs> it was, well, I was going to do one. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry I did it, you know. It was equal, for real, it was equal parts. It was 50% praise from a lot of people, and it was 50%, how dare he? How dare he do that? <laughs> Me and my friends, we had a dream. We were going to do it. Like, I didn't know about your dream, man. <laughs> now, the the audience that we have may not know how you and Bobby met, but Bobby mentioned it on the very first word, bro. So uh, let's revisit that from Mike Federale's point of view. Um, Bobby said that when he first uh, started getting into comics, you were the first dude he knew that got that, that also got into comics. So explain your first uh, meeting of, of this man, of Bob France, to, to, to our word bros audience. I don't think that's correct, actually. We actually uh, met at a we, – we met at a uh, – uh, it was a, it was a male dance club. No. Oh, yes, that's called, right. Called Danglers. <laughs> I thought it was. What was the one? What was the one you came up with the other day? I forgot. Manholes. Yeah, no, no, turtlenecks. Turtlenecks. It was turtlenecks. everybody just wears turtlenecks and no everybody pants. Turtlenecks. Which sounds like a really great place, by the way. And yeah, maybe because yeah. I am a, a big fan of neckwear in general. <laughs> totally. But the, only neckwear. Only that's neckwear. all they wear. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you don't know if I have pants on right now because you can't see from the waist down. So you never right. Know. right. <laughs> he, but, may um, he may not. But then, no, no, I, I mean, uh, Bobby and I met on his show, and then uh, I, I probably just during a commercial break, just chit-chatting about comic books. And then it was like, – around that time, I think everybody was getting back into it because of Civil War. Yes. Does that sound about right? Yes. And it was like – it was one of these things where it's like the people that were getting back into it were getting hardcore back into it. And I think that it was like maybe – so if it was 96, 97, 98, the people were into it. And then kind of dropped off for a while, and like people were getting back into it uh, in a major way, in because of Civil War. Yeah. yeah. And then you and I started working on something together, and then that didn't something epic and amazing. Yes, but it never panned out. We just couldn't we couldn't get anybody to draw it for us because we didn't. It was too big. It was too well, big. There's a couple <laughs> things we we had we had prospects. We had yes. uh, oh, I feel so bad. I forget the guy's name. The guy that drew. He drew fantastically, like, and, but I remember that he always had like these. He would draw these super powerful hands, like that. Was yeah, his. he drew really long arms and forearms. Yeah, yeah they were awesome. It was yeah. really, really good. It looked like old-fashioned uh, um, Kirby-style Black Panther arms. Everybody had those. What was his? <laughs> I think his name was Lewayne. Was his yeah, name? Yeah, it was yeah. Lewayne. Yeah. and like he, but but again, we weren't paying any. You guys worked on a comic with Little Wayne. Yes, with Little Wayne. Yes. This was before was he got to low end. This is before he got addicted to scissor, and then he was all just downhill from there. Uh, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so we were working with this dude, and that fell through. And then we were working with another guy who told us he would draw the book if we bought him a drafting table. <laughs> you saw what I posted the other day? Yes, I did. And did you see my comment on that? Yes. Right. <laughs> I know a guy that would love it. in my house, and I'm trying to get some better gear. And like, I I had a busted up drawing table, and I was like, man. Like, that would have worked out. <laughs> this dude told us that he would draw our book if we if we paid him and bought him a a, t- a drawing table. And it was we, yeah, it was some. Now to be fair, artists all deserve to be paid and all yeah, that. No, kind totally. Of, yeah, no. But it's just one of those like your first encounters with somebody and they're like, I want to make a comic book and I want to make a comic book and it's like yeah, and everybody was kind of on the same page and then it turned into like two days later, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, guys, I've thought about it. And I need a I need a drawing table. Right. <laughs> what? Like no, I'm not a 
Yeah, well, I'm not Haynes, buddy. How about you guys just buy me this drawing table and some money? Like, oh, oh, man. See, but, I, but it's good that you brought that up because I think that was our first mistake was we weren't – we were new to the game and we weren't – I don't think that makes it a mistake. I think it's just like a learning curve. It's yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we weren't – like, you get – I've always said this for free art. You get what you pay for. Right. You know, and like – we got nothing. So then we both kind of like federalized. You branched out. And the first thing you did was uh, your book called uh, Skyrocket. Yeah. That was the first <laughs> book you did. Uh, Skyrocket was a lot of fun. Tell us about Skyrocket for those of you who may not know. That Mike uh, That's everybody. There's no yeah. one listening that's going to know about that. I know. There's got to be at least one person that knows. There's always that one person. I got it. <laughs> See? There's one. It was, <laughs> it was a... Like, I guess a redemption kind of character. It was a uh, it was a girl who her father was a supervillain, and we never got around to kind of even finish if he was or wasn't or anything kind of stuff. But it was uh, she had a super suit. And it was like a it was my twist on it was that her super suit was was it was haunted, wasn't it? Haunted. No, it, wasn't haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it was that unlike Iron Man's suit, which is like everything has to be a different suit. Hers was more like an iPod. Where it's like you could download different things to it, kind of deal. Okay. So, so in one issue, it can do this, and the other one it can do that. And mostly, it was just that it was a flight suit and like you know a little bit of cloaking ability, but not she wouldn't turn invisible or anything like that. But just like kept her from being caught as a super thief, which she was back in the day. So, and and he, it and went he, crazy, crazy places. Yeah. And but you did three issues of that, right? Six. You did six? Six. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's crazy. I didn't realize you did six issues. There's a second arc in which you die. You die. Wow. That's crazy. You don't remember that? I, wasn't I a guard? I was a guard. Right. You okay. and Mike. You and Mike are guards, and you're having a conversation about Lone Wolf and Cub. And the <laughs> conversation is, the conversation is, um, the minute it's and Cub, doesn't he cease to be lone? And, like, you're, you're hating each other about it. And then some, and one of you tells the other one to shut up, and then and it's like this girl appears and like ninja swords you both. That's yeah. right, I remember but, that. But you guys didn't die. It was it was you guys looked like you did, but then you guys are hostages later. Oh, nice. Well, I'm you know I mean I'm too good to kill off. I'm such a good reoccurring character, you know. You don't want to kill me. But yeah, so so you did six issues of that. That's crazy. And you're still, despite all of the the stuff you're doing now, which you said four shows, which dominates your time, you're still actively working on books. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So, that was that, more, which is funny. That that's is cool. cool. What's not as good as anybody else. So it's like, <laughs> I could eventually do a little bit with it, but not a ton. And then I've got one that you know about that it's like I'm just keeping hush hush till it's ready. And it's like, but I would like to premiere it at the show next year and just be like, here, here's number one, everybody. Yeah, that's I really cool. Like the idea of a, and I think we talked about this, like a punk rock tour where it's like you pick the six best shows that year, like one a month, and you really just go and like you're just premiering them at each one. And like by by the time you're at the sixth show, if you got uh, even even five shows, you'd have four four issues in a tray and like and just do it that way. And they treat it like how punk rock bands used to tour for the summers. Now, how many comics are you doing? What's that? How many comics are you doing besides the show? Have, are you working on currently? Just two. Just like uh, I'd like to go back two. to some things, but like there's a, but just um, I mean people work on on tons of stuff like that. Like, but one is one is really really sit down and really really think about the story and make it like a nice long kind of deal. The other one's just super silly and easy. The other one's just like you know you can. You can write a script in one day and then polish up the next day, and it's not it's still going to be about the same. You're not going to add, like, a, a huge ton of depth to it. Right. And it's just silly little robots. So You and I have talked, I mean, for countless hours at various uh, – Various IHOPs. Yes, and Villagins and – Yeah, and Denny's. You know, and yeah. and, and we, we both have very kind of distinct ideas, but I've always enjoyed your conversations about comics because you have – you have kind of almost like, like you said, like a punk rock perspective to it. And I think that's something that's kind of missing from, uh, from comics where like you, you have this idea about going to like creating your own shop database and going to oh, every yeah. shop yeah. on the East coast. Tell us about that. That. Makes, that just makes sense. It's like, okay, if you, if you want to sell something and they, I know this sounds really, really silly, but like it's got, it's got more in common with fat Mike from, um, no effects. Yeah, no it's, got, it's got more to do with that than anything else. It's like, look, man, or or Mike Watt saying like, hey, like let's book our own tour, let's rent our own van, let's do all these kind of things. 
let's at the shows that'll allow it let's split tables and do that kind of stuff it's like yeah like that makes that makes the most sense making your own merch super super cheap to start things out you know flipping 25 cent buttons for a dollar to help you raise money like all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like, uh, like actually trying to reach fans better and you can't do that with let's say there's you know let's say there's 10 comic stores in every state even if you cold call all of them, and like maybe you get lucky in two per state at it you're not going to break any records that way so you kind of have to i'm not saying that people that do that are doing it wrong i'm saying for me it's like i would like to just find a different way of working that out and like all the stuff that goes on with like um if diamond buys it off of you for x amount and then they resell it to this guy for x amount like it's like there's got to be some middlemen that could be cut somewhere along the line no, I mean, it's true. It's a, it's, it makes a good argument. And I think there's a lot of people in the industry and in the business that are kind of coming around to that train of thought. Right. Like you have the idea of going to each comic shop on the East Coast and like like almost like, again, like you're selling mixtapes out of the back of your car and like meeting shop owners and like shaking hands and like taking photos of every shop and getting well, it's, it's It's what exactly worked for building the show, you know? It's like, I love like Rich up at Heroes and Villains. He's awesome. I never would have met him if I wasn't doing the show. So it's like you figure it's like, you know, uh, I knew Joey, I knew Wayne, everybody around here, but it's like, you just keep going out to shops and meeting them and be like, look, man, take my book, you know, and if, and not to sound dumb or anything like that, but like typically these guys work days, like their biggest work days are what Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of downtime if they're not also doing gaming, you can go in and talk to a lot of people and say, Hey, look, this is the comic guy do. Obviously you have a comic shop. So you believe in comics to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're not like, you know, you're going to have a better time talking to a comic store owner about getting a comic book, an indie comic book into a store versus trying to get your album in Best Buy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> tough. And part of it is yeah, too. Like, yeah, like it's, it is what it is, but like there, there's also some hope in that. There's some hope in saying like, oh man, like, uh, like the, really there's no, Every comic shop is a mom and pop shop. Well, I don't yeah. mean the comic shop thing. I meant Best Buy. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. But like, but <laughs> I think I think you got a great idea if you got to like rented a van and then charge people like five bucks right. to get in the van okay. for a com- for a comic creator. Like, yeah. I mean, I would totally go for like like okay, you get in the van for five bucks. We're going all the way to this thing. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, man, I'm in. I'm bringing my box full of books and my crap, and I'm going to sit there like this in the van for, for 10 hours. And then when you get to every shop, you're just ecstatic to be out of the damn van. Sure, sure. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there absolutely is the Henry Rollins get in the van. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. But, like, if you said, like, okay, so Heroes is in June, right? Yes. Day, every year. So if you said, hey, that Wednesday before we're going to go down to North Carolina, we're going to hit every shop that we can. You're going to meet a lot of people that are getting ready for heroes. You're going to see all the shops that you can, and then talk to them again Saturday or Sunday at the show. So it's like, yeah, you knock it out that way. And you find Baltimore, you do the same thing. Let's, let's set up every shop we can in Maryland on the Tuesday and Wednesday, take the day off. Like, I mean, it's, it sounds crazy and a lot of people can't do it, but like, if that's, you know, if you really, really, really want to get comics in shops, like that's an interesting way to go about it. It's, but the thing is, it's, it's just crazy enough to work. No, it might work. Honest to God, you'd probably get more social media attention than you would anything else. You might yeah. get a ton of people saying no, but if you're like, here's a picture of me at this shop, and then at this shop, and then at three o'clock, I'm at this shop, but it's like, people would be, people would be like interested just to watch you succeed or fail. And part of it is too, I mean, who's going to be a better salesperson for your book than you? Yeah. You know, like seeing an ad in, in, in a magazine that had in a catalog, not even a magazine, but in a catalog that has 7,000 other books in it, you're just yeah, going to get to stand out. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I don't know the, I don't know the average page count for that book anymore. It's, I mean, dude, it's like a phone book every month. It's fucking ginormous. That's the page count. <laughs> you know, like, and, and even with that, like, how would you stand out in that versus shaking somebody's hand and be like, here's my book. I made this. Could you carry five copies for me? You know, like, yeah. yeah. That's much more memorable. You're totally correct. Because it's that personal interaction that a lot of people lack today with the internet and everything. And that, that makes a, bit, a good impression, you know. There's, uh, was it, Millar? Like, at the, uh, at the back of his books, he thanks the shops that have picked it up. Yeah. And it's like, He's doing like this crazy indie thing that everybody else should be doing, and like his stuff's an image. What's that? He doesn't need that, you know. Like, but it's like what I'm saying. It is one of those things. Like he's reaching out and he's giving them an experience for having just supported him. 
I've told, I've always told this story and it, I think it's a great one. Uh, there's a dude we know in Norfolk, Virginia, who runs a great shop called Local Heroes, a guy named Greg. Greg. And Greg was sitting in his office one day and his phone rang and he picked it up and he said, local heroes, because that's what you say when you work at a business. And he said, hey, uh, this is Matt Fraction. And Greg said, stop fucking with me. And he's like, no, I swear to God, this is Matt Fraction. And I want to tell you how awesome my Marvel event book is, Fear Itself. If Matt Fraction can get on the phone and yeah. make that call working for Marvel, yeah. doing an event book, you can do that too, and you need to be doing that because again, you're just lost in the shuffle. Nobody gives a shit if you're in previews. You gotta, you gotta get it out there. You gotta spread the word yourself, man. You know, and and that's and I think, I think being in previews. It sounds really bad. I think being in previews. The only thing that you gain from being in previews is being able to call somebody and say, "Look at page forty-eight. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, the the person who's talking to you right now is that's me. You know. The the, the thing having a book in previews. The thing that 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 it did was it gave you legitimacy. Because you could walk into a store. I did it in Akron, Ohio when I was at the Akron Con. There was a, a, a show right across the store. It was weird because it was downtown, right across the street from the convention center. I walked in. I was like, hey, I noticed you don't have my book on your shelves. And the guy was like, well, we normally don't carry. And I was like, no, no, I'm in diamond. I'm in previews. He was like, oh, yeah, let me see it. So there is that sense of legitimacy that some shops need, that some shops are craving. But I mean, not all shops, you know, are that closely affiliated or tied to the diamond model. So why not? Like, what do you have to lose? The worst they can say is no. Exactly. And, you, and, and if you're at a show and you're selling books, you're going to hear no all day. You can hear no anyway, because like I tried to get him to carry our books in in Williamsburg, and the guy's like, I don't know, like I have some local stuff. Like when he, when he goes ah, when he when he, whenever you go the ah first, you know, like right then he's gonna be like nah. But then I go to Rich at Heroes and Villains and go, hey man, we put this stuff out, you know, he sure give me give me five of them, man, and uh you know I'll just go ahead and get with you if when they sell, and I'm like that's cool because I know Rich personally, so he's not gonna be like. You know, oh well, I, I really need that twenty-five bucks, so I'm gonna stiff you on it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, like so. Yeah. And even if even if I did lose five bucks or whatever, it doesn't matter because at least somebody's reading them. Somebody yes. got them in a shop, and that adds to the sort of legitimacy, like you said, because they got it at a shop. So to them, that's a little bit more legitimate than than getting it from me. The hand, like I could be that guy in New York selling mixtapes at the corner. Yeah. You know? It's different, you know. We're talking to a Mike Federale, the uh, founder. Founder, is that a good term for you? The founder of the Tidewater Comic Con? Uh, it don't matter. <laughs> the, uh, the owner. I've been called everything from the organizer to the president to El Presidente. It does none of it matters. What term like, do you, yeah. What term do you prefer the most though? Like on your business card, what does it say? Like Overlord, Mike. Is <laughs> organizer? Organizer, right? So you're a con organizer. You've been doing this now for what? This is our fourth year. Um. 14, 15, 16, 17. Technically, it's the fourth year if you count all the prep time for the first one. But that makes it the fifth Tidewater Comic Con. Because the first Five? year there was two. Yeah, because the first year there was two. That's right. There was two that one year. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you count was... it in years, but you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. So this is your fifth Tidewater Comic Con, the fourth year of the show. I mean, it is just it's amazing to watch. I mean, the amount of people that show up, the talent that you get there. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. And I think you're doing the community of Hampton roads, a service to, by bringing this show and these people to this town. It's really awesome. Favorite guest story. <laughs> What's that? Favorite guest story. Um, you gotta have, I'll give you a good one. And I'll give you a bad one. And the bad one, just because I, don't want to start problems and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you that it, that a guest, um, sometimes they have writers and they have details and all that kind of stuff. And like you, you follow them to the best of your ability. Um, they were, they were very, they were very upset that we didn't have a trash can waiting for them in their booth. Um, and the fact of the matter was that the, the booth just hadn't been set yet by the convention center. The convention center comes around. They put the chairs down. They put this, 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 and um, and this this person said, <laughs> at bigger shows like that, like this starts with that. At, at bigger <laughs> shows, we have little trash cans, and it was just like the the combination of those words was just like what just happened, and it was like this weird little dig. It was like man, like what a like like it it was very it could have just easily been 
oh, hey, I, I'm missing a trash can. Can you grab me one? Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll, I'll let somebody know. But it turned into that. And so by, and I was like, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll work on that. I'll be right back. And so <laughs> in the time it took me to walk away, my phone blew up. And I looked, and it was a page from a manager that wasn't there. And then it was a call from a different agent that wasn't there. So within a span of two minutes, I talked with four people about <laughs> one trash can. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny because I've heard so many of your con horror stories, and I've never heard that one. So it's interesting that there are it's so always, many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always like, and the, the thing about them is, like, like, um, and trust me, there are worse things. Like, you know, one one guest the very first year yelled at a kid, and it's like, what do you do with that? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was not pleasant. We said there's a good one. You, you can mention that person's name since it's good. Oh, no, it's like it's just one of those things, man. It's like you know, I'm, I'm trying to be better, but like, uh, Bobby. I'm, you might, you may have both seen. I'm not sure. Like so, uh, for this New Year's, I like resolved to not put so many things on blast when they happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, for real, like, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's just like, oh my god, I can't. Like you know, it's like so. Um, I and then my my promise was just on Facebook, like <laughs> just on just on my personal Facebook. I won't do it, and I would never do it on the business one. So it was one of these like. Some things that have happened, they're so bad that you just can't, you know, like, oh, man, like, they, they just destroy your day. And then not responding to them, like, I've has kind of, I've, I've kind of seen that, like, that's the way to go with it. It's like, like, I'll let it eat me up for five minutes, then it's gone. But if I put it on online, it takes on this life of its own, and everybody's talking about it and all that kind of stuff. So, so a good one, a good story was um, last year, Ernie Hudson was there, and they had an emergency. And they're like, Ernie Hudson, I, like day one of the show, every year I walk more than 10 miles. Like, like I track, <laughs> like my feet are just busted and the whole bit. And so Sunday, like I'll, I'll, I try to walk less and whatever. And like this emergency page comes over on the walkie talkies. It's like, Ernie Hudson needs you back there right now. And I'm like, oh man. And it's like, he's the top guest that we got. I, I got to hustle. I got to, you know, I got to make a beeline straight to it. I'm ducking around people. People are trying to stop me and talk to me like, no man, I got to go. And like, I get there. Ernie needs me. <laughs> I get there and Ernie's like, uh, I was like, what is, what's going on? And Ernie's like, hey, I just want to get my picture with you. And I was like, oh, oh my God, Ernie Hudson. Oh. That was the nicest thing you could have. Did you actually say to him, oh, Ernie Hudson, that's so wonderful? <laughs> I think I did fully call him his whole name, yes. He's lucky I didn't call him Ernie Winston Zedmore. I was say, you almost, did you almost go Winston Zedmore? What do you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ernie, star of the substitute. <laughs> I mean, he's great on Frankie and Johnny. I don't know if you've seen that he's one. Great. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, seen, like, I've seen everything the man's been in. So for him to be super nice was was awesome. That's awesome. I had two sons to help him out, and we didn't know that like it was very very last minute, and we were able to get them one room because the hotel was sold out. We couldn't get them two rooms, and I was like, and so when I when he when he was like, can I get a picture with you? I was like, oh, that's so nice. Take a picture with him. And he goes like, "Hey man, he's like, this is this is a fantastic show." He was like, he was, just, he was just as nice as he could be. And then I was like, because he was so nice, I was like, I don't know why. I, I just, I just, I didn't have anything to pivot to. I was like, uh, I'm really sorry we couldn't get your sons like two separate rooms. That's all I could think of was like that I was still sorry about that. And he's like, he's like, oh, you know what? He's like, they're brothers. They should be forced to share a room together. Right <laughs> I was like, oh, you're the best, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. <laughs> That's nice. And it's cool when I, I always found that too, like doing the radio side of things, interviewing people. It's always nice when people are just nice, when you expect yeah, yes, yes. when it could be the worst, but it's just, it's just, it's so refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air that people can be professional yes. you know, and just kind of do their job and, and, get be pleasant. and go home and be pleasant, you know, cause that's part of it because you want to make an experience for everybody, you know, yeah. even if you're a nobody sitting on the end of the table, you still have to be pleasant. Like anything yeah. that you bring into that, you know, convention hall, bingo hall, VFW hall, you know, whatever it is, you need to leave that at home because when you're there, you got to be on, you know, yeah. it's cool that, that Ernie Hudson is, is, is uh, professional enough to know that. So how much longer are you going to do this, man? Like, are you going to sell this thing? Are you going to do this forever? Is this show, this, show, this interview? Forever? No, no, I'm talking <laughs> about the shows. Like how long are you going to do those things for? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually I was talking to somebody about the other day. It's like uh, one or two we might build up and maybe they'll, maybe we'll end up selling them. We'll see. Um, you and I know someone in common that has made a few offers. Yes, I do. Many, many times. 
Well, uh, you got me. You got me really good on uh, on April Fool's Day. I couldn't. That was good. I did really good on April Fool's Day because Mike tends to, as the show gets closer, he'll just send me Facebook messages like, "Man," <laughs> I feel like I'm his his springboard, his vent, if you will. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and he's more than one occasion, and I appreciate that. I of like, course, I like that. Um, but he sent me one and I had no idea. I lose track of day. I don't have a job. I lose track of time. I lose track of days. And he was like, dude, I sold the show. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's amazing. Yeah. I sold it. I sold it to a so-and-so company and I'm moving out to so-and-so and and I'm going to, I'm going to work on their show with them out there in California. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I was so excited and so happy for you. And I was so bummed because I knew I wouldn't get to see you anymore because I ain't going to California. And I told Stephanie, I was like, dude, Mike sold the show. And she was like, I can't believe it. That's so crazy. And I was like, so when do you leave? When do you leave? And he was like, I leave April 1st, bitch. And I was like, you, <laughs> like, you totally got no, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember what I said. What I said was, I was like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving today. Yes, yes. April 1st. Yes. Cool. Like that was, yeah, yeah. And you totally got me and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. But so like, do you have an exit plan for this or are you just going to do this forever? I like the show. I mean, like, um, and I, what's really great is like, I really like Hampton because it's a lot less um, Hampton is where I thought the, the, the first show would go in the second time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, so Tywater got way too big in Hampton. I can kind of keep the show small. I can say intentionally, we're not going to go two days. We're not going to go three halls. We're not going to go, we're not going to go tens of thousands of dollar budgets. We're not going to any of that. You know, it's like, we're going to keep that one as simple as we can possibly do it. Geographically, and some would argue philosophically, we are between Austin Con and Heroes Con. Right. And I think you guys can see where I'm going with this. Yes. So it's like, it's nice to have both. It's nice to be able to be both. It's nice to be, okay, well, here's the big show. And here, it's a big show. It'll be the biggest show we can make it every single time. And then here's this quiet little thing where for the first time, Hampton was the first time that I was able to sit with some of the artists and like have a meal. And yeah. it was like, Robert Pope was like, it was like I got to sit down and talk to that guy about just everything like he he's got some adult swim stories he's got like you know he's working on looney tunes and all this kind of stuff he's just a great guy and it's he's like the charlie brown guy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's like he's just a good person to chit chat with and that's what i wanted like like uh i think you and i probably joked about it like the first show it's like oh man now i have all these people's phone numbers at my disposal <laughs> all right like could you draw this could you draw this and none of that works out because they're all still like way up top you know it's like you can't just like reach out to some of these people where you can make some things happen and it's really nice it's cool to see that but it's like but it's still on the it's still on the level of i'm a promoter or a con runner talking to you that's why you're taking the call yeah like it's, like, it's not like i'm not known enough to be you know the other so yet we'll see but yeah. uh but yeah I'll, I'll keep doing them like i like i said like i really like hampton uh i've had offers on tywater comic con i just can't see doing it like i put too much hard work and time and effort into it to to give it away um joey comic kings like he's 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 been there a couple times when i walk through the door i'm like you will not believe the offer we just got and he's like <laughs> you're not gonna sell it right like of course not like it's like it just doesn't make any sense it's like yeah. it's like i to to have built my own job and then give it away it seems a little counterproductive and that's exactly what you've done you've built your own career at this point like you you build this thing from the ground up i mean you started in a hotel ballroom that was packed like seven people deep and it was insane and now you have you know this fantastic show that you do every may in uh, virginia beach virginia and i think it's awesome man i'm really proud of you i've said that before hey, privately and i think it's it's amazing and it's great for the town like it's a town that yeah. that needs something like this you know do you guys want to hear <laughs> the only time i'll read this anywhere do you want to hear uh the worst email we've gotten about the show in this entire year. Yes, of course. It's an exclusive. As long as it's not my email, then we're good. Like, it's, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Probably. I'll, I'll read it with all the, like, like there's, there's a, I'll, I'll read it with, with what I believe is the exact attitude of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I'll, I'll even do, so, so it starts with, hello, con organizers. <laughs> there. So, hello, con organizers. I have reviewed your frequently asked questions and cosplay contest page and nowhere does it address fishnets. I will be wearing <laughs> I need to know if this is against any policy and if so, why that policy is not prominently displayed on your website. If it is not against any policies, 
then I will be wearing the fishnets and thong as part of my cosplay. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole thing. I am not asking if the con would be okay with it. I am asking if it would be against the law, because if not, I will be wearing it. <laughs> it's definitely my email. I'm sorry. <laughs> Signed, Larry. <laughs> now, what is the policy on fishnets? Are you guys good with that? Like, are you cool with it? The rule has always been: if you can wear it at the beach, you can wear it at the show. Like, I don't, I don't make any this at the other. But it was like, the closer we get to the show, the more confrontational some of the emails get to people we've never met we've never met you know and it's like so we have if you buy your passes in advance it's five dollars off or it's ten dollars off for the two-day passes whatever and we keep getting these emails where it's like how come you don't have a discount and it's like there's a discount there's a discount up until the day of the show, you can get your tickets cheaper. So, I think at the end of the day, people just like to bitch and moan about stuff. I know, and like I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to do better about like not like mm, two years ago. I would have answered. I, I I sure I assure you that I did. I answered every single one of those emails. Like it was like, it was like hey, like like somebody hit me up and it was like um um <laughs> day of the show, day of the show. Hey, I'm outside, and there's too many people in this line. I was like, I don't know what to do? I was like, I was like, we're trying to get you guys in as fast as we can. I don't know if you remember what happened last year. Was it that was it, crazy? It was raining, and it was the same day as Chesapeake Jubilee, and we lucked out where two, two different weather weather reports when they were talking about the rain, they go, oh, oh man, it looks like the Chesapeake Jubilee is going to get rained, but there's always Tidewater Comic Con. And I was like, what? It's fantastic. It's the best thing. These pictures of like lines crossing the street and people can't even get in the building there's so much stuff it's like we did everything that we possibly could have knowing how many people were showing up due to pre-sales first but the day of was like this impossible to guess thing you know yes it was it was incredible like i remember i left my table because i couldn't i finally left my table to grab a cup of coffee and i walked out and i said holy fuck like it was just like (laughs) it was was like noah's ark like it just this of humanity like I mean, they were 10 deep and it was just crazy. And I said, holy shit, Mike Federale is so fucking rich right now. <laughs> I, wish, I wish it were true. So, so the, the one thing that like, uh, and I, I'm never going to change this, but the kids 12 and under are free. The, we do some really nice things for the military. We do some other stuff. It's like, and, and a lot of that's just not how it seems <laughs> know, just, you know i'm just fucking with yeah, you yeah. and like uh like you know the giveaways on the radio you know how that works yeah, so I know like, how that oh, shit we're works. gonna do we're gonna do, we're gonna do 25 passes on on this and we're gonna do 25 over here and we're gonna do and like and then and i have some deals that like i couldn't really get into too much but like we just have some deals there are yes, some deals i know i know how that business works you don't have to explain <laughs> it radio is shady so it works <laughs> you know so but I am happy for you. I am proud of you. The show is what? Uh, May 12th and 13th? May 13th, May 13th and 14th. May 13th and 14th at the Virginia Beach uh, convention, uh, convention Center in, in beautiful, beautiful Virginia Beach. I am looking forward to it. Kevin is looking forward to it. We have books to sell. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I can't wait to meet Neil Adams again. <laughs> I met him once before, but I'll save that for another time. You have to get him to do a Word Bros intro. What's that? Get him to do a Word Bros intro. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would be fun, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, the worst ticket is not. This is Word Bros. <laughs> what and the fuck? And then, exactly. What yeah. is Word Bros? <laughs> what are you guys, fucking retarded? I'm Neil Adams. <laughs> I fought for two Jewish kids' rights on, on uh, comics. <laughs> and you're going to have me say Word Bros? <laughs> If he said something insane like that, and you guys could use it as your sign-off every yeah. week, <laughs> totally use it. we'd have to get we'd have to egg him into it. I bet. <laughs> I made Raj Al Ghul. I'm Neil. The he fucking said nothing but cool though. I gotta I say mean, that, dude. I mean that guy. I mean he knows how to do it. He's, this is all he does. Is just. I mean every show he's got. You know, a thousand tables, and he just sits there like a like a king on it his. It is t- in his contract, one thousand tables. It's crazy. <laughs> like I don't, I mean, like yeah, I don't, I don't know if he brings his own tables. His handlers are always the funniest. Nope, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said his handlers are cool, Kevin. They're funny. Like at NC Comic Con, she was like, "Do you know who Neil Adams is?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she was like, <laughs> 
And she's like, do you want him to, like, draw you something? And I'm like, maybe. Okay, yo. She's like, how much? Like, $300. I was like, no, I don't want to. I'm good, actually. And then I was looking at the book. So then she's like, yeah, he'll sign a book for you for this much. And then I looked it up on, on I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just curious. So I went on Amazon. I went, well, damn, he's selling the book for, like, another $100. And then Eric Donovan got on me. Eric goes, yeah, man, but you're supporting directly him. And I go, yeah, that's true. I get it. But I, yeah, it's like I can I can get it cheaper on Amazon and then pay the twenty bucks for Amazon, <laughs> and it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the only person that does that. I go, well, wait a second. No, I did it too when I met Mark Bagley at a okay. show a couple years ago. I ran to a dollar bin and bought like just a random Spider-Man, you know, like a a random Ultimate Spider-Man issue, and I just had him sign it. I was like, here you go. I spent a quarter on that issue. And yeah. he there's, there's dealers that are wise to that. They're yeah. like they, they they'll bring as much of that you know of the big guests as they possibly. Oh can. yeah, totally. I'm sure there'll be there'll be Neil Adams books coming out of the fucking rafters at this show. I, I tell you what, I'm I'm most curious as to see how many like just like if I walk table to table, like what kind of spread they got as far as Neil Adams books and Chris Claremont books. I feel yeah. like that's gonna be the big thing. Well, I mean, the number can't... of New Mutants number one is gonna be yeah. at that show. But that. you can't not have tons of these guys' books. I mean, Claremont wrote. They got it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wrote X Men for seventeen years. You know what I mean? Like, people people get that wrong. It's seventy. Seventy. <laughs> <laughs> he was etching it on cave walls. Yes. <laughs> he yeah, was man. thrown back in time. <laughs> he was writing it there as well, right as we speak. He actually um, met the Dark Phoenix. That's why. He, he was thrown into the Siege Perilous. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mike, I look forward to seeing you. I'll see you in like a, in a week because it's yeah. next week. I'll see you next yeah. week. It's going to be a great show. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. It's great, man. I wish you guys the best of luck with it. Thanks, man. Thank you, you know, we'll have you on again when your books are ready to come out, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I, I, like, I like Mike Federale, the Comic-Con organizer. I like Mike Federale, the, uh, the Judge Joe uh, contestant, oh, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> you were on Judge Joe. Remember Judge yeah. Joe Brown? Federale was on Judge Joe Brown. Uh, he was, I swear to God. And then I like Mike Federale, the musician, but I love Mike Federale, the comic creator. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And then we can hop in the van. You, me, and Kevin. We're going to go sell books all over the That'd be awesome. It'll be great. Make the weirdest Netflix show ever. <laughs> going comic shop to comic shop. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah, man. But thank you for coming on, and I'll see you. In, I'll see you in a week. We should. We should do that. We should call Wednesday Warriors and just go out and do it. Yeah, man. And videotape it. All right, I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Mike Federale, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks. Fantastic. All right, that was the interview with Mike Federale. I'm piecing this thing together, so I'm not even going to try to pretend like I cut out of him and then went right back into us. Uh, thanks, Mike. You're the best. Uh, your show is awesome. I'm really looking forward to doing it. And like I said, we'll have a new book there. The Word Bros will have a book there. And I got off, Kevin, I got off the phone with him before uh, before we started recording. I talked to the man, Alfredo Torres, who, oh, wow. before, who Full Moon Fredo was based on. And he told me, he's like, dudes, I'm buying my uh, my cosplay outfit. I was like, oh, you're cosplaying? Cosplay himself. That's awesome. I, I totally went over my head. He's like, who are you cosplaying? He's like, I'm cosplaying me, dummy. And I was like, oh, yeah, because you're a comic book character now. So he's really excited. So I can't. I can't. That's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be fun. He's going to cosplay himself. That's great. Well, now, the book Full Moon Fredo, uh, the, the main character is based on a dude I know. Um, uh, named Alfredo Torres, who is the most ridiculous human being I've ever met before in my entire life. But and amazing I, at the same time. He's a great guy. He's a dear friend. I love him to death. Um, but I always told him, I was like, dude, you should be a cartoon character. Like your your mannerisms and zany. Yeah, the way you dress and the way you act and like just your just everything about you. He's like an he's like an old vaudevillian stage actor, like in your face. Like it's all overblown and dramatic and like he's playing to the crowd. It's wonderful to be around because you don't have to do anything. But I told him, I was like, I'm gonna make you a, a character in a book, and we did in Full Moon Fredo, and you can buy it at Tidewater Comic Con. I'm super excited about it. Um, did you did you ever talk to Federale about doing a, a Full Moon Fredo uh, cosplay contest? No, I never got – man, I don't – Kevin, so no. much. I'm still trying to worry about trying to get our other books made and, okay. Okay. and, the, and the Kickstarter that we're talking about doing maybe. And, uh, Why don't we do for, for Word Bros listeners only, the first people that come up uh, – the first 
why don't you why don't we do five for the whole con because if we get five we're good with well, first five people that come up dressed like torres get a free free full moon fredo i ain't giving anybody shit i gotta sell these things sucker you crazy yeah, i'll give them five books you get no so now you give away too many books baby you just uh you fucking charity case over there giving away this shit <laughs> For 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 cosplay as Fredo though, you know what? Maybe we'll let you take your picture with Alfredo or something. Take a picture with Alfredo. Picture with Alfredo. I don't get a free book. <laughs> I ain't giving nothing away, babe. We gotta sell these things, Jeff. <laughs> now you guys know who's the business mind behind the word bros. You know, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, man. I mean, we got uh, shit. We ain't sold a book yet. You're giving them away already. At least wait till we sell a copy. You <laughs> son of a gun. Oh man. Uh, uh, we've got you get a picture with the bro- word bros if you're dressed up like maybe I don't know. It depends on what kind of mood Kevin's in. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's real. If you wear a Hawaiian shirt and camo shorts but, and a straw cowboy hat, okay, to Tidewater Comic Con, we will take a picture with you. Because people could think Fredo is like cosplaying like uh, Chippendale from Chippendale's <laughs> Rescue Rangers or, uh, or Magnum PI. They don't know, you know, you go, hey, I'm great- me dudes. I'm me. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, um, <laughs> see this, that's me. That's me, baby. Um, that's me. I'm excited about the book, man. I think it's going to be really good. I, I it is. People, it people love it already. So that's good. Like people already said, Oh, this looks so great. So we're just waiting on one person to like it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting on one, dude. But that's know. the game. That's the game. You just you hurry up and wait. And that's and for me, that's been the hardest part of making comics. And Kevin can attest to that. It's the hurry up and wait aspect of it. Yeah, it's it, that part's not so bad for me as it is for you. I noticed that because you like get you get up you get like worried about it. And I don't. I'm not. I'm like either like if they don't. I guess it's because my everyday job is dealing with sales, and I hear no and like. You, you can't or I hear that stuff a lot. So it's just not really a big deal. Like, no, don't. You it's can't. not, it's not so much the no. I'm, I'm the no don't bother me at all. I'm completely okay with the no. It's just like, it's just the, yeah. I just want to, you put so much effort into these books and so much effort into your career and so much effort into, you know, all of it that you just want to, you want, you know, you want to see fruit, you know, I mean, you're out in the fields every, you're out in the fields every day and you're planting these seeds and you're watering them and you're talking to them, you're playing music to them, you know, you're, 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 you're taking care of the dirt, you're doing all this stuff, you just want to see fruit, man, that's all, and you just want to see fruits of your labor, so I mean, you know, that's all, and it's just, uh, you know, I just, I, I Time's wasting, babe. I, I ain't got much time left on this earth. Oh, gonna... yes, you do. You're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be crotching old men like the old guys in the Muppet show one day. I hope so. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> we'll be drinking coffee somewhere and making fun of, making fun of young people. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd, be. that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I remember when iPods were in 3D. <laughs> I remember when comics were five bucks a piece. That, those were the days. <laughs> 20 bucks for a comic. Who pays 20 bucks for a comic? Those stupid kids. That's who do it. I hope <laughs> kids are still reading books then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so you guys, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Uh, we got some good guests coming up. Uh, Chris Sabella is going to be on the show. Chris Sabella. Chris Sabella, yes. that's right. How did you two losers get? How you two schmucks get Chris Sabella on your show? So he uh, he was he was looking for <laughs> podcasts to be on. I said, hey, we have a podcast, and he said, okay. And that was great. That's how that happened. <laughs> so we're going to have Chris Sabella on hopefully soon to talk about his uh, new Kickstarter, Short Order Crooks. And that's why we made this this podcast is because we want you guys to know how comics are made and and then talk about the great things that go with comics. Like you get to know about some of the creators and yeah. con organizers, artists, writers. We're here for you. So if you are one of those people and you would like to be on the show, feel free to reach out to us at Word Bros. Uh, I don't know what the email address is. Just hit us up on Twitter at Word. Yeah, that's what I meant. At, at, yeah. Word, at Word Bros on Twitter, or you can hit either me or Bob on on uh, on the Twitter, and we will definitely pass it on to the other one and, and have you on the show. Especially if you're like you know, if, if Bendis, if you're listening, that's not <laughs> that'd be awesome though. What could you imagine? 
Like, well, it's oh, funny. Brian Michael Bendis, I want to be on your show. What? It's funny because our friend uh, Rick, who did the Iron Skull book with you, the short with that, and then um, he's working on a book with us. He he just messaged me. He's like, hey, man, the pod was pretty good. He said, but I recommend getting more bigwigs before you put me on the show because I'm a nobody. But that's the point, though. I mean, everybody starts from somewhere, man. Like, everybody starts from somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, and having him on there, well, the, the thing is, uh, the thing I think he's talking about is when we did the first pod that, that he'd ever been on which was uh the adrian as, as issues pod he called me afterward and he goes hey man i'm really sorry i got kind of i got really nervous and I, I didn't know what to say and i'm like dude it's it's pre-recorded do you mess up we can erase it it doesn't really matter it's not like there's a live studio audience out there listening to everything you say like that's a little bit more stressful i get it but just talk about you and what you like and why you started drawing and yeah. stuff just talking about yourself really. And I was like, and I know it's not like, it's hard to do because you feel like you're self aggrandizing and stuff, but you just, you just kind of try and reach out to other people and form a relationship. That's yeah. what, it, that's what it's all about. Yep. So, I agree. Thank you for listening to word bros. Yeah. Thanks man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. You're listening to the word bros podcast, the word bros.com.